Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. There's a serious disagreement within the building about the idea of Urban Meyer signing Tim Tebow. There are coaches on that staff who don't want to see it happen. And, you know, I, I, there are also, in the same breath, those who are saying, to Booger's point, it's not that big of a deal. Look, he's probably not going to be on the roster week one. To which you would say, well, then why do it at all? Uh, I think that Booger makes some really good points there. But it is just also to, important to remember, beyond the emotional side of this, beyond the, the wonders of why, is just the reality that it's really not practical. It's not likely to work, and it doesn't necessarily... Urban Meyer, I think, would say, well, hey, I'm going to add anybody to my team who has the potential to better this organization. To which you could look at this and say, well, how is this going to better the organization? There's just really not very much upside at all, to be quite honest. That is Jeff Darlington on Get Up. On Friday. That was on Friday? Yeah. What day is today? Tuesday? Today would be Tuesday. Yep. That's called Old Sound. I didn't see that floating around much. Yes, that's an alarm. That's what I was really hesitating yeah. at. There's an alarm going off outside. I thought, like, I thought at first my phone was ringing on silent, and I was like, I'm holding my phone. It's not ringing. <laughs> but there's uh, somebody in the parking lot. Your alarm is sounding. Oh, dude, that's my car. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. What happened? Sat on the key. I don't know. <laughs> that was your car. <laughs> hey, Austin. Your alarm is sounding. Who's touching my stuff? I don't know what happened. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. It's probably a cat with no tail out there. Pro- they are out there. They're oh, no, geese. there's a bunch. So many animals feeling a little too comfortable in a parking lot. The geese and the cat needs to jump. The gotta cat s- tries to jump in my car every time I'm leaving. Got to start revving those engines a little harder, I think, everybody. <laughs> I'm not saying run them over. I'm just saying rev the engines and let them you're know that you're there. You're saying take care of them. Well, well, yeah, take care of them. I'm saying, to be honest, because don't lie to me here. They're a little too comfortable. Like... They're, they're in front of you. They, they won't move. It's like, oh, cool, yeah. you're in a car. Check this out. That, I'm going to take my time. I don't know what's what's worse is is the geese, the confidence that the geese have down here in Ridiculous. general or the confidence that seagulls have, like, by our publics. Yeah. I don't even call it confidence, too. dude. I, I I call it entitlement. And well, I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah. I'm not going to stand for it. I, right. I, will, I will treat you like every other wild animal in this state. And if you don't get out of my way repercussions you see the uh what's up with all the, hey by the way the, the vultures you see the vultures are yeah, yeah. In, the, in front of here hey ben becker it's we the need best to send ben. You send ben ben. i wanted to send him <laughs> to ponte like beach 30 to, vultures to, to, i wanted to send him to ponte Vita beach to uh check on the alligator that was on the yeah. on the ocean in the ocean so like, uh, unless a giraffe hopped the fence and is now like around here dead i don't know but there's like 30 vultures around listen you see those things i've seen them yeah there's a lot of people in town that would like to send Ben to the vultures. Yeah, I, I, I wish we could. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't mean like that, Ben. I meant actual vultures. We need man. to know why the vultures are here. Yes, Ben. Hey, got a problem? Better send Ben, man. I'll tell you right now. 
Uh, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane Coos here on a uh, Tuesday, Football at 5 on an ESPN 690. That was an interesting sound from Darlington on uh, the T-Bill thing. It, we when we when we saw that heard about that you know we talked a little Tebow earlier about the locker room stuff but yeah. I have this just one last thing about Tebow for now we'll see if I, what's the delay we don't know like is it going to happen does it almost have to happen now or is this almost harder for Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke to not sign Tebow they have one roster spot available almost seemingly because they just, were going to sign him yeah do they do they almost I just wonder if they almost have to at least bring him in and see how it goes, or does it look bad not to? And it's not that they put it out there, but mm-hmm. the reports have been out now for weeks that it's clo- that it might happen, that there's interest. And then last week it was Ian Rappaport's report that said, hey, it's going to happen in the next week, essentially, uh, most likely after a rookie minicamp one-year deal. So it will come across and I would think it would be reality, that the Jaguars kind of changed their mind. Urban Meyer changed his mind. Something went on to change the mind. Like, How do you explain that if you don't sign Tim Tebow? The locker room. And are you willing to explain it? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not the real reason. Well, because remember, well, now, Darlington didn't say the locker room. Darlington said more like the staff. There's staff like, what are we doing but, here? You know? Yeah, but at the same time, if that's the, like, okay, so... First of all, and I, we just talked about this before, but like the longer you wait, I think the worse that it is because now you're making it a bigger deal than what it I, has I agree to be. With that too. Either get like, him in here or, or yeah. say it's not going to happen. Because every day that goes on is another day where it's like, well, they're building this thing up for whatever. Well, not now, that. if he's going to succeed, get him in here. Well, then that, that too, from a competitive advantage for sure. I think if you're Tim Tebow, well, if you try it out, you want to play, correct? If you're Urban Meyer, you said, yeah, why not? So you probably want Tim Tebow here if you're Urban Meyer. So then if both guys have a mutual respect, admiration for each other, and they both probably want to play for, want that, that guy to play for Jacksonville Jaguars, then what other factor are we not seeing? It's either the factor of the coaches or the factor of that locker room. I think with the coaches, like any time you bring a guy in for a workout, there is a, there's a process like you talk about it. It's not just like Urban Meyer said, hey, I know Tim Tebow. Let me go ahead and go you know, pull a fast one on these coaches and say I'm going to work them out myself. Like, that's not what happened. Like, the, 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 there's channels that you have to go through. So, like, every coach knew that Tim Tebow was going to come in for work, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Now, regardless of what some of them feel like, I, it's Urban Meyer's call at the end of the day. And I think if Urban would, was to take his word, his trust over a coordinator or a position coach, I think Urban Meyer's taking his word all day. But if he was to lose the locker room a little bit, if the locker room spoke out and said, hey, this isn't really a good idea, um, we have some issues with this, well, then maybe you get the sense that maybe it's not the best for the team, and then maybe he would try to listen to Locker Room a little better. Not to say Locker Room is going to come out and say that. I'm just saying if it comes out now where Tim Tebow doesn't sound the Jacksonville Jaguars, the first thing I'm going to go to is the fact that some guys on that team didn't think it was wise to have him in that locker room. Yeah, and that's interesting because we had this conversation in one of the commercial breaks earlier, and I said, okay, it's one thing if the coaching staff is a little bit, hey, listen, I don't understand why we're doing this. I don't like the idea of it. Let's let's work with the guys we got. And what's the reality of it even happening? You know, what are we doing? Uh, but I will say this: the last time Urban Meyer talked about it, which was over the weekend after a rookie minicamp, he did say he's like, listen, some of the coaches they tried them out separately and and liked them and and. You know, he kind of hinted that some of the coaches liked him. That doesn't mean everybody on the staff liked the idea of it, but yeah. he did hint that, hey, the, the offensive coaches that we brought out there, they they saw some good things. 
But I ask you this. I don't get the sense this is a roster. This is just me thinking that this is a roster right now that's really willing or about willing, but that's going to be too vocal going up and down the hallway about what they like and don't like about what Urban Meyer is doing. I feel like this is so early for them in the feeling out process that even from a veteran point of view, um, and especially for a young guy point of view, they're kind of like, Eyes wide open, taking it all in. What's going on? How are we doing this? Sure, but, but this do you is... think there are a lot of conversations? Like, again, I keep using Marvin Jones. Sorry, Marvin, for as an example, just because he's an older player. He's been around the league, well, the... but he's seen a lot. But is there a guy like that or Miles Jack or 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 you name it that's going to go into Urban Meyer's office and be like, hey, you know what? We've discussed this kind of quietly. And like, I don't know what you're thinking about with, with Tebow coming in, but we don't really like the idea of it. Like, do, do you I don't sense that would happen at this stage of things with this football team now. Yeah, but you also got a locker room last year that was the first locker room in the NFL to organize a protest. Yeah. I mean, it's two different things, but like... They can all be united on that people. front or try well, yeah. to unite on that front. Yeah, for the most part, and they can try to be united on the whole Tim Tebow thing. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. There, there's going to be some guys that won't agree with it, just like I'm sure... You know, listen, guys... you've been in locker rooms. Yeah. I, I don't know that... First of all, I don't know how often that happens in general. Well, I know you I'm have just... team leaders, right? You have Calais Camp. Go back a couple years. You could say, Calais, if somebody had a problem with something, yeah. they could go to Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell had the respect and admiration of, of the coaching staff that he could go to Doug Marone and be like, listen, I don't know where you guys fall on this, but I, I here's what we're thinking inside the locker room, if you care or don't care. I just I'm, don't yeah. know if there, there's that... That well, exists right now with a new coach in Urban Meyer while everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what's this guy all about? Sure, and I get it's the whole new coach with Urban Meyer thing as well. But I know when it would have been Mike Markey's first year, right, 2012? Yeah, it would have been his only year. Yeah, yeah his only year, yeah. So I remember with the whole Tebow thing then when it was like, was that 2012? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 12. Yeah. You know, should they bring in Tebow? I know a lot of guys in the locker room didn't want Tim Tebow. You know, a lot of guys offensive side of the ball saying it's just going to be a distraction. Now, once again, this is Tebow from the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah. It's different now. But I have no – I don't have any good authority to say did they go to Mike Markey and tell him that, but I know there was a lot of outspoken guys on yeah. that locker – on that team in that locker room that didn't want Tebow there as a quarterback. Yeah, the cold so, tub, the, the walks out to practice, the yeah. dinners, the stu- meetings, there's like, hey – we don't need this stuff, right? I mean, yeah. there was a there were some people, not everybody, but some mm-hmm. people that said that. The question is, did those folks ever go to first year head coach Mike Malarkey and say, "Hey, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but we'd rather you not think or, about it." <laughs> like, or no, or did Mike Malarkey just have the, the you know the wherewithal to say, "Okay, I can tell that these guys tell. don't." Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, and, and by the way, that was a unique situation in itself because quite frankly, I think that was a lot shot con driven. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, we'll entertain it." Yeah, I mean, if it's going to help us win, or or we think it can, mm-hmm. even the slightest chance, let's let's entertain it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Smith and Mike Malarkey didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they created somewhat of an opportunity, but not one that Tebow chose. So I, I again, I just feel like this is me thinking, it, and I just know this from the business world. The football world can be a little bit different, but if there's a new GM that comes into the building. And I don't really like something that's going on. I'm not sure in my first couple of weeks I'm walking up there and, and saying, <laughs> you no, know, sure. hey, I don't like the idea that you're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, how many in our business world do that? Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to have real strong footing to be yeah. able to do that. And that's why I bring up like a Calais or a veteran what? guy that, that that could have the respect to do something like that. If if that's where it's coming from, I don't feel like this is more locker room driven from what uh, Darlington said. I think what he basically said might be true. It might be more. Uh, discourse or 
a little conflict on what's the right thing to do amongst the coaching staff. You know? well, okay, but then let me ask you this. A guy like Chris Doyle, right? Urban Meyer brings in Chris Doyle. What happens, happens. Now you, that, I believe, got some pushback. From the locker room. Yes. Yeah. Well, they spoke out. Yes. So that's what I'm getting at, though, is there was tons of media but scrutiny. But that was also for, a temperature but, but check. But no, hold on, though. I think. So, yeah, but there was tons of media scrutiny for Chris Doyle, correct? Yes. yes. Everyone's talking about him. Yes. Horrible optics. Yeah. But what do you think Urban Meyer cares about? The guys in the locker room or the media? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Sure. So if one of those guys or a couple of those guys in the locker room came out and said, we don't want Chris Doyle here, you think Urban Meyer would probably honor those wishes. Now, does Urban Meyer care about the media and the Tim Tebow situation? Absolutely not. Because Urban Meyer coached Tim Tebow. So he knows exactly who Tim Tebow is and what he can bring to his locker room. But if a couple of players came out and said, hey, we're not really sure about this whole Tim Tebow thing, well, then you get the sense that maybe Urban Meyer would listen to them and say, well, I don't want it to be a distraction. Maybe it's not a good idea. Yeah, and I think important to keep the context is totally different. I would think the temperature of that we don't really want was totally different, too. No, my right. the, the only point I'm trying to make is that, that the locker room was speaking. Yes, there, it, yeah. if Tim Tebow doesn't come to the Jacksonville Jaguars, in my opinion, it's because the locker room said something. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that the media scrutiny really matters to Urban Meyer, as it shouldn't matter to Urban Meyer. No, the only thing I disagree with on is that if he doesn't come, I don't think it's the locker room. I think it's more the coaches decided and said, you know what, this. It gave a little pushback or feedback even to Urban on it or even Bevel on right. it. I, I think yeah. it's less player-driven. I really I do. I just think if it's coach-driven, then why not come out with it right away? Like, well, because they're it, still it, be wrestling coach, with it. I guess, man. I mean, Urban yeah. basically said they're going to have a decision on it by Sunday night, and we still don't have anything. Yeah. So is that where the the the, the you know the pushback is but coming? Do you, do you get the sense, though, like if you just said the players, it's a brand new – if you're a coach, a position coach or a coordinator – and you just got hired by Urban Meyer. Are you really going to say that's not a good idea? Well, I think you got. I think you have more standing as a coach to say something. It feels like to me than you would if you were a player. And even, I think even Charlie's, a veteran player. What if Charlie Strong's like, "Hey, Urban, I don't. This might not be a good idea, man." Mm-hmm. Right now, Daryl Bevel, they, he might be like, "Hey, I can do this with him. I can do this. We have a vision for this." Brian Schottenheimer might even. Those might be the guys. Tight end coach might be like, "This isn't going to go well." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but Charlie Strong, who's his, his right hand man, might say, listen, I'm reading the room on this. And I'm also, you know, he might be that voice of reason that Urban's willing to listen to on that front. I, again, I'm just I have no idea, but yeah. I think it would come more like from that. And I, I don't know. I just don't see. Are, are the players going to react to everything that every move that's made in the organization over the whole Urban Meyer era? You know, I mean, hey, well, we pick up a fifth wide receiver. I, you know what? We're really comfortable with the receivers we have. We don't think you need to pick up another on, wide receiver. <laughs> but the difference between the difference between a fifth wide receiver and Tim Tebow. Well, I do. There's but a reason I, there why is, Tim but there's Tebow also is a the big national... difference between Doyle and Tebow. But, it's but, not even close a, to the same level. That's my point. But they're both national stories. Yeah, but they're not even close to the same level. But we're both still talking about. Like, what well, we, we are we, talking about. We, but it's not we even talked close. about more about Tim Tebow than we have about Chris Doyle. I don't think that's true. We haven't talked more about on this show. Well, we have because okay. it's a six-week story. That story sure. was a week long. You don't, you don't think the national media has talked more about no, Tim No, I think Tebow? way more shows uh, talked about Doyle. Chris Doyle? Time. Yeah. I think they took I way like, more heat. I feel like Chris Doyle was a topic for like two well, or three that's days. That's because they acted quickly, though. That's okay. my point. Now, I think it was across the – the heat that they took on the Doyle topic was – Obviously, there's people that say no problem with the Tebow thing. There's people that say this is a stupid idea about no, the Tebow No, of course. Thing. The, the Chris Doyle there thing overall, the, 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 the synopsis was, was a bad choice. Yeah. I get it. The temperature was totally different. But That's we're still talking. I mean, we're 
how many since the NFL draft we're still talking about Tim Debo on pretty much a yeah. daily basis. But that's just because they haven't made a decision, to, kind of to our earlier point. Sure, like sure. You're going to keep the topic going until you make a decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's I, I just that's the engine of the NFL as well. I mean. We might be talking about Travis Etienne as a wide receiver for the next six weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but yeah. they're not going to make They're not going to go tell us all of a sudden, hey, he's going to practice that running back today no, because of sure. it. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. Um, I understand what you're saying. Tebow obviously is a bigger animal when it comes to that. Uh, I, I will. This we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. One, we'll see if he ever gets signed, mm-hmm. which I do think they do. It's probably in their best interest to make a decision sooner or later. We agree on that front. Uh, but I maybe it does come out eventually that the locker room help decide this thing. The coaching staff helped decide this thing. Shad Khan helped decide this thing. Urban Meyer just made a decision. Who knows whether you, it works or not. Do you think when Jihad Ward put that tweet out that had a little bit of influence, like, do you get the sense there's influence there or not? Or do you think he's just doing it out of good fun to, to, to catch that Tebow wave and get some retweets? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I sensed it was more like, have. Well, I'm going to have fun with this one. I, right. I, I didn't sense a lot of... Uh, I'm already tired of this thing. I hope this thing doesn't happen behind it. Although maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see again whether it happens or not. People will say something about it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't like the idea of that, or you can't do that, or whatever. People, because if you feel strong enough to to go to the coach about it potentially, or tweet stuff about it, then you feel strong enough to say something in front of a microphone about it. For sure. You know, eventually, mm-hmm. uh, whenever it does shake out. Uh, we have Steven on the line, or. Uh, Yes, we do. Thumbs up from Coos. Eating his the old toast, up. tomato, and pickles. How's that tomato and pickle sandwich there, Coos? Amazing. Coos, why didn't you make us one is the question. Nah, oh, I only, I only brought three slices of tomato. Oh, so that was it. It was just for you. A little yeah, selfish, though, huh? Three slices of tomato, Coos. That's like one for you, one for me, one for Austin. Good point. I How had, big a slice But then it turned into all three for me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, it was, but I'm not going to lie. I don't feel bad about not having a... Pickle and tomato sandwich. It was a sandwich. I don't either, but it's principle, man. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, this was a team effort. We were all supposed to try the toaster out. I know. I was kind of excited to try that before toast. Nicole. Yeah. Well, there's, there's still toast. I have a bunch of toast. We can do. Uh, are you keeping it in the the lunchroom? Well, I'm gonna have to bring it home tonight. Eventually. Yeah. If you had toast right now, what would you like to put on it? Oof. Is it just like some butter? Is it peanut butter? No, is it Nutella? I'm more, no, no, get, get, get Nutella. I've never had that Nutella. Not Nutella? No. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. My um, kids love it. But. I'd probably go butter. I, I was a big butter toast kid as a, as a yeah. I was too. Up. You yeah, know, my sister toast. did put a lot like that cinnamon and sugar on the toast. I've had that before and so as well. so it was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it sounded like too much work for me, but <laughs> at the same time, it was very good. You got to get the, the, it's good. you know, they had the cinnamon and sugar that in the same shaker. You know? Oh, yeah. They yeah, put yeah, it in the same sure. bottle. For sure, for sure. Eventually. I don't yep. know when that happened. Yep. So you didn't have to mix it. Real quick, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Because this was a giant debate that we had on a different show one time. Really? Yes. Well, first of all, your best bet is to get an Uncrustable. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and this is the right person to ask because you're a peanut butter and jelly expert. Uncrustable is all what, I'm, what I've been told is take the Uncrustable and put it in the air fryer. And that's what I'm excited about. That sounds try. good. The Uncrustable in an air fryer? Yeah. It's <laughs> not bad. I have some in the freezer. I can't help it stay. <laughs> and there I'm going go. to do that tonight. If we can stay on track for one second. No, oh, hold sorry, on. sorry. How long do I have to put Jeez. it in for? I don't know. You gotta. You might have to Google that. Forget it. Wow. Done with it. By the way, this is a simple question. You put the uh, peanut butter on first. Simple answer. I'm yeah. Yeah. And then what? 
It's more. How, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And by the way, we had 15 callers on this. Really? Yes. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You you uh, put on one side peanut butter. Yes. And then on I, that side. On the same put, side. Same side. Let's, let's put go. jelly. Yes. That's how you make no. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes. Yes. What else is that, people? What else? See, I do peanut yes. butter on one tell slice. Them, tell, tell I them do the jelly on the other slice, and then you combine it. Say say it again. You do peanut butter on one slice, jelly on the other slice, and then you put the slices together. No, you do not. You put the peanut butter down, you take the jelly, and you put the jelly on top no, of that peanut get, butter, and then you squash the sandwich no, together. That gets peanut butter, no, that gets peanut butter. No. No, first See, of all, by the way, tell, it's very tell hard. Tell the reason. Wait, it tell gets the, the peanut butter on in the jar of jelly. Right. So what? Right. Who cares about the hey, next person? Well, I do because people, I'm going to be the next person. People were calling in and saying you don't mix the peanut butter and jelly together because it tastes different. And I almost lost it. <laughs> it tastes, it tastes different? It, it does uh, taste different. See, you are mentally weak. <laughs> if, it, if you hey, think that tastes different. If, you, if you're complaining about your peanut butter and jelly getting swirled and mixed together, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah, you, you don't, by you the don't way, the it. jelly is sometimes hard to spread anyway, and so when you have it on a fresh <sighs> piece of bread, it'll this, carve the bread off. I said the exact same. So you need so, that okay. layer of it's peanut like, butter. All, it's like pretzel and vicariously through me all, in the morning first of all, I don't. I don't uh, now that I have a toaster, I'm never eating anything on bread ever again. It's always going to be toast, so the, it'll be fine. That's true. That will help. Where were you a week ago? When I needed you. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, seriously, like, I was like treated like an outcast of society. They're like, you're an animal. You you can't put. That's gross. Like, what? Yeah, it's gross. I didn't know that See? was a thing. It's it's definitely a thing. I thought that and was a routine. heated debate. I thought it was pretty calm. I'm not going to lie. Steven, let's get him in real quick. Action Sports well, Chats on ESPN. Ask him the hard hitting one. Steven, Steven how, how do you make, you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Wow, you trailed off so much you forgot about me. Uh, well, for me, I'm more of an extra jelly person, so I, I go by coups, uh, and sometimes I do it your way, uh, depending on how fast I want to make the sandwich. All right, well, let's go ahead and but pick I'm, one and stay well, in lane. Normally, but... uh, I'm normally a PV extra J kind of guy. So. Oh, man. I just feel like I asked my wife, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? That's what I just feel like I asked. I, I, I get what he's saying, but I'm I'm more, I'm the opposite. I'm like, put as much peanut butter on as you can and a little bit of jelly. On two separate slices of bread. On two separate slices, yes. Brent, man, you know what? Last of a dying breed over here, Brent. I know. It's Last of a dying breed, well, man. What you got today, Steve? Oh, uh, basically I wanted to give my opinion on what you guys were talking about earlier with the draft pick from last year since Josiah Scott got uh, traded, which I'm not going to lose sleep over because he got burnt a lot half the time when he was out there. But, I mean, with my opinion with CJ, uh, like, to me, it seemed like he took plays off where he didn't have a lot of interest. Mind you, he could have just not bought into the system last year with the coaches and everything. But Jason, I think he's gonna he's gonna eat this year, being in a situation where he's playing the position he's played his whole career except for last year. So I think he's gonna hit this year. Devon Hambone Hamilton, I think he's gonna be a playmaker in his own right. Uh, LaVisca, I still think they're going to keep him as your third receiver. Uh, and I think they're just going to do the whole motioning out with Travis Etienne instead of putting him in the slot position traditionally. So I think they're going to have LaVisca Chanel still be your wide receiver three. And, uh, but I mean, a lot of the picks, uh, they didn't hit, in my opinion, besides maybe Colin Johnson in the last one. I truly believe he's going to be one of Lawrence's favorite targets in the red zone. 
But, I mean, I do agree a lot of the picks in 2019 and 2020 or, yeah, in 2020, weren't that really good besides maybe like five of them. All right, Stephen. So then, peanut butter and jelly on the same side of bread or not? (laughs) If if you had to pick one. Uh, I I would probably mix them together. All right. My man. Thanks, uh, Stephen. Appreciate the call, man. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Someone's right. chiming in already. Absolutely not. You definitely put peanut butter on one slice and jelly on the other side. Why spread an item on another spreadable item instead of its foundation? Uh, at, Stephen, I don't know if you actually had a question there, but I think it was more of a comment. Sorry, it's goosed. <laughs> and so I think we'll go back to that draft class and saying there's some projectable good players. Mm-hmm. But they need more, mm-hmm. and they need to be better than they were in their rookie seasons. How about that? We just leave it at that. You're yeah. getting calls all over the place about peanut butter and jelly now. Why don't we just start the show with this? Well, because, I mean, you're kind of copying what I did. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's a different audience, should isn't we just, it? We should just do it in the just, morning and afternoon. I was going to say, I told everything you this. that we talk about over there, I'll just bring over here. I, I said this all the time to uh, – I, I say this to Coos. I said this to Coos all the time. Yeah. When Coos is going on – W-A-P-E. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, who's just tell us what you're going to talk about? We'll yeah. tease it. We'll yeah. send people over there. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're a big wrong. family here. You're not wrong. So if you got a big topic, you can talk about it all morning. Yeah. I like Believe it, Believe me, I've talked to the people that are listening on, on the – those people aren't listening to our show in the afternoon anyway. <laughs> no, they're not. Why? Because they're – I mean, yeah. I, I, we've never had one female call the show besides our moms. Our mothers get up one time. So, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Aaron, sure, I get, Aaron was won with, the 311 tickets. Today, right? Today. Yeah. All right. Oh, we have a plenty of right. I mean, hey, we welcome all. I'm just yes. saying. All but right. it is a, usually a different audience. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Generally. Usually. We have our, yeah. We have some crossovers. We, we have our time. We have some crossovers. No, no, they didn't. Listen, <laughs> if you listen to me for six hours a day, <laughs> yeah, that's your I, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and, and, and I would appreciate it, but let's be honest. Because I can get to the phone calls, or they're going to have to wait a minute because we, we have to We have, to have one, break. one phone call? You have two, yes. Well, keep in mind, I have to go pretty soon, so can we get these phone calls in? All right, real quick. Coos, yes. uh, then you're going to have to shuffle commercials. You just Sorry, made your Kuz. own bed right there. Let's get submarine Mike out real quick. I was going to leave. I told you. Peanut butter and jelly is my guess. Or are you talking about the Iceman big home game tonight? Or both? Well, big home game. Uh, they, it's a must win against the O'Rander Solar Bears. It's one of the teams we have to beat to get the final two, one of the final two playoff spots. But the wife would like to discuss how Justin is messed up about making peanut butter and jelly. Dude. He is so wrong. So wrong. Austin, you are 100% correct. Right, give me another pound. I, like I, I, I like a little bit more jelly. Yeah, uh, but that's the problem. This is, it this is, is this, this, savage. What? It just gets it's, all in the it's crazy. Jar. On that other show, the how I have to dumb it down for that audience, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and I don't even care. I don't even care what the audience like the numbers. No I don't surprise, Goose is on the other station. Yeah, exactly. But then, but, but, but then we come over here a little more educational, yes. right? A, a, a little more mature, Smart. and we, we can have a, a great conversation about PB and J's. Who just, might love, my just might as well be throwing it all on the wall and coming back tomorrow to, or, to grab over, it. Over exaggerating it to the fullest, though. <laughs> you know, not even close. Goose just mixing it. Hey, like, man, what is you're this? Eating, you're eating uh, pickle and tomato sandwiches. Well, so, <laughs> submarine Mike and really Miss Submarine Mike appreciate the call and. Uh, uh, good luck to the Iceman tonight. Home today, home tomorrow. Huge matchup. Have a good one. Uh, South Beach Gary, I think, on uh, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. How do they make it down in South Beach? <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Three points quick. 
Austin, I'm 100% with you. You put the peanut butter down in the jelly. That's a, a walk-off, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. What else you got and, for us? And number two, I'd like to get you all's PGA Championship pick. I'm going to go with the X-Man, Xander Shoffley. And, guys, I was reading today about how the odds for offensive and rookie defensive player of, of the year, you know, and the Dolphins have the top two in the top ten with, with Waddle and Phelps. I was wondering, has any team ever had – the offensive and defensive rookies of the year, the same year on, on one team. That's a good question. A uh, by the way, uh, thanks, South Beach Gary. We'll get your uh, good job on the PBJ. Yeah. Uh, we'll get your PGA championship winners tomorrow because we don't do that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's still a practice round today. Yeah. And uh, I have no idea. Uh, the Brent Sports Bureau will have to go to work on your trivia question. I think on next week, let's get a pick, pick apart your PB&J segment where you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, send me the video, and we say if it's good or not. I'm just kidding. I guess yeah. shock your video. By the way, yeah, something like you just, your idea that will now, you'll definitely be doing that on the other station. I'll probably do it next tomorrow. Week. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll probably get an email about it right now, actually, because yeah. it's actually listening. Yeah. You think right now the bosses over in the other place, if they are listening, which they aren't, they're not, uh, would be mad that we're talking about this. No, because like this uh, is no, a so stolen topic. No, because this is my to- this is my idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, this it's is your, my idea. Your ownership. Yeah, it's my ownership. You got the little and that's key why he has the corner office. Yeah, you better believe it. That's why he has the hey, office. That's right why there. I get the corner office. Bro. That is true. You better believe it. One of these days, I'll get the office. Yeah. Well, maybe we got to make the bosses start listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Action sport. By the way, uh, South Beach Gary, your Miami guys aren't winning offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I'll bet you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on there that. There it is. Say no more. And I'm going to put an Uncrustable in the air fryer tonight. That, that, that does sound legit. <laughs> sounds That's, really how good. How have I never thought about that before? I know. You're doing I, yourself a disservice. Well, you got to worry about heating so, up the, the, the jelly a little bit. Yeah. So Not the problem the is, butter, true, but the, jelly. True, true. the one that I saw, they actually used like two, they put two pieces of bread together, made a regular peanut butter and jelly, and then they used like a jar to make it an Uncrustable, essentially, and then they put that in the air fryer. Ooh. So it was a little bit bigger. I'm going to go research this. Oh, okay. uh, you get out of here. You yep. got to go pick up Rona. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6-9. Brent Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well. Right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. (laughs) You're right? Yeah, I know. You look over like, are you going to make it? Yeah, man. (laughs) Making sure we're all good here. Listen, I I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The Lakers somehow don't make the playoffs. There will be renewed calls. There were already preemptive calls from people in the media that I saw saying, well, if if the Lakers miss the playoffs, some heads might fall for this. I completely disagree. If you if you are so poor, weakly committed to an idea that in year one, the wrong team misses the playoffs and you're like, you know what, we can't do it, then you never cared about the idea to begin with. It reminds me of a firing a coach. If you make if you miss the playoffs, but you miss by one game on like a buzzer beater or something, all of a sudden that coach is not the coach for you. The NBA is committed to the idea. If the Lakers flame out, they should still be committed to the idea. They should not cave. NBA playoffs start tonight. Big one tomorrow. That's the one everybody will be looking forward to, the Warriors and the Lakers. Uh, we'll see what happens, of course. I don't think there's much pressure on the Lakers after LeBron and company uh, won the NBA title a year ago. We'll talk more about uh, those playoffs as it continues. Brent Martin, Austin Lane had to run here toward the end of the show. Coos on a Tuesday as well. Never knew we would get uh, so uh, animated over a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But between that and the toaster today, a lot of food talk. Hope you're hungry. Um, maybe you caught some fish recently, and that's for dinner. 
Florida Sportsman Fishing Report right now with Rick Riles. That was my best segue I could get to you, Rick. Hope you're doing well. That was that was very strong. And there <laughs> may be trigger fish on the grill crusted with a crab cake tonight at the Riles house. Ooh, I'm just babe. saying. If, if, if you want to swing by later, Brent, we could probably find an extra piece. I love it. I, I tell you what, Ed, I've been talking about how windy it is and how rough it's been, and that's true, but there seems like there's always boats big enough to make it. Now, Robert Johnson Jr. yesterday running the Jody Lynn 2. Now she's a 57-foot Paul man. That's a big sport fish boat. Uh, said that it was manageable for them. They had a dozen mahi, which would ordinarily be considered a pretty good day. But the interesting part was they were from 20 to 60 pounds. We haven't had a 60-pound mahi caught around here in many years, and I'm very proud of uh, Robert for finding them. In fact, they were back in shore in about 140 feet of water, which wow. really, really surprises me. So offshore fishing yesterday for the only boat that could get there was actually very good. Nobody went today, and nobody's certainly going tomorrow. They're calling for 25 knots of wind tomorrow. That may make it even rough on the inshore guys. Now, the inshore guys have been feasting on redfish and flounder. Flounder are, are well ahead of schedule with their spring run, and there's starting to be some very solid fish with them. So we got two or three more days of wind, Brent, and then it starts laying down next week. We're not even going to recognize the weather. It's going to be warmer than this week, and the wind is going to be calm starting on Monday. Rick, uh, take me into your world for a moment. If if you can't go way out there these few days, obviously the wind has been too much. What are the folks that you know doing? Uh, cleaning the boat? Uh, just putting well, their feet if, up, playing some golf? Smart, <laughs> yeah, if they're smart, they're they're making leaders and rigging tackle and getting ready for some heavy duty action, which is right around the corner. If we're gonna. It's not unusual when we're trolling. Uh, Brent, to go through 50 liters a day. So you may well uh, be be stacking them up. There's nothing makes me matter than to look down in the cockpit of my boat and seeing a mate that's rigging a, rigging a liter while we're fishing. All that stuff should be done while the wind's blowing. And if the guys are smart, they're making their kingfish leaders now because we're on the beginning of kingfish season and the tournaments start in just a few weeks. Makes a lot of sense, Rick. Appreciate it, man. Hope you have a good night, and I hope that fish tastes good. Thanks, Brent. I'm sure it will. All right. Uh, that's Rick Riles, uh, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report, every uh, day here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And don't forget, check out the show, 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings until 9 a.m. on ESPN 690. And Kuz uh, runs the board for that show. It's a fun show to, to listen to. A lot of fish tales, as you would imagine. Um, on a Saturday morning. It's fun because, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest fisherman. I actually have trouble even just touching the fish. So <laughs> but, uh, yes, that would make you not a very big fisherman. But I, but I have a, but listening, I feel like I learn a lot. And, yeah, then, I, and, and then my dad has a, my dad loves fishing. So he has a really fun time trying to interpret what they said from my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, hey, did you see the schedule out for college football? In uh, the in Labor Day weekend, it's unbelievable. What a great set of games! I'll run them down for you. How about Alabama against the U? How about Georgia against Clemson? How about Notre Dame against Florida State? Of course, you'll listen to that one right here on ESPN 690. ESPN 690, your home for Florida State football and basketball, and right off the rip. 
a Sunday game at 7.30 at night against the Fighting Irish. And you have Louisville and Ole Miss on Monday. So a couple games Saturday, 3.30 and 7.30, Alabama and the U, Georgia and Clemson, Notre Dame and Florida State on Sunday evening. And then Louisville and Ole Miss on a Monday nighter at 8 o'clock before the NFL season gets going. That is a good slate of games. That's pretty cool. So uh, that came out today. And now everybody can start looking forward and and, uh, putting the calendars together for the fall and what they're going to do. I'll tell you an interesting story. You know, the schedules come out last week, and we all do this in our world. We're really kind of tied to that schedule. And when are you going to London? And how does that impact uh, the Florida-Georgia game here in Jacksonville? And what what about the holidays? Uh, that's obviously a big schedule. Where are you? I mean, we've been in San Francisco on Christmas Eve. That's a tough one, you know, because you're not getting back to like four in the morning on Christmas Day. So, so just how it impacts your life, really, from a selfish standpoint. But in we've tried to take the kids uh, or I've tried to take kids and Steph have come to one road trip each of the last few years, with the exception of last year, of course. And so like we did Notre Dame, Indianapolis double a couple years back, which was awesome. Uh, we've been over Thanksgiving weekend. They came out to Arizona, went to a Cardinals game, and, and then we did a couple. We stayed like an extra day or two and did a couple things in Arizona over Thanksgiving. And so I was asking Ty, they like, hey, there's some good games to pick from. So you're probably going to run into school troubles if you try to go Seattle or L.A. Might not have enough time to do any of those. So what other games would you want? You got Cincinnati primetime, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. And he was maybe leaning that way because he's a Gator fan, too. So Kentucky's playing Florida on that Saturday. So you go Thursday, and then you can get down and watch Kentucky and Florida play on Saturday, see a little different venue. Uh, and, and that's what it's all about, seeing these SEC and ACC venues, I think, is kind of cool. So that's kind of where our minds are at, and I'm sure that's where fans' minds are at right now. Like, what trip are you going to go on? Uh, and, and, of course, my kids, it's funny, you know, I don't really talk about this with my kids too much, but they love to see snow. And still, like even at this age, not when they were younger too, but they obviously don't get to see it a lot. And so Ty was like, hey, New England around New Year's Day, and we can come go see obviously our family. But he was more, I think, excited about the snow possibilities. And New York City, day after Christmas, possibilities for snow. Uh, so I think Steph and I have misfired a little bit on how much the kids really want to see snow <laughs> like, and probably should take them to do that. Although we did try to do that in like Asheville a couple of years ago and it was too warm. There was nothing real. It, it, we had the fake snow that we're uh, snow tubing on. Yeah. And <laughs> but, it's just essentially ice because it keeps melting. Yeah. So but anyway, I think that's what people do. And, and with the college schedules coming out and what games match up, I mean, it's. It's a fun thing to uh, to kind of couple with the Jags game. And there are so many good matchups this year with the Jags. And, again, Trevor Lawrence, a big reason why, that uh, there are a lot of – it's not an easy game to pick on the schedule. I can make a case, obviously, personally for New England, but New York around the holidays. And, and I'd love – if I'm a fan, I want to see Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Like, that's a good game. You know what? Cincinnati – I don't need to go to Cincinnati, really. I've been there enough, and I'm sure a lot of people, it's not a destination place. But to see Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence in prime time, not bad. So there are a lot of good ones to pick from. Of course, then you have your 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 London, your Seattle, your That's L.A. kind of trips, right? That's the one we're targeting. Uh, Nicole and Which I. Which one? Uh, um, London. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, Nicole's family, they're all Dolphins fans. Okay. So I was like, oh, this could work out perfect for us. Yeah, that'd be good to go. London's yeah. a cool trip, and a lot of fans do like to go. I, mean, I know yeah. some fans don't like me to say that, but... Uh, people like to go check it out. It's cool to see a, a football game along the way. Um, 
And now, obviously, the way things are opened up, uh, that might be more of an opportunity uh, for people. All right, we'll uh, take a break. We come back, wrap up a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, got an update from the Final Four for the University of Christian softball team, up four to nothing. Uh, that was kind of in the middle innings, so looking good to potentially advance to the state championship game. Now a lot of game to be played, so we will see uh, what happens with UC. And, and mentioned already St. John's Country Day on the road to play in baseball. Episcopal uh, left for Claremont as well in softball. Uh, Fleming Island goes a little bit later in the week in baseball. And Ridgeview uh, in softball in the Final Four. So handful of teams with a chance to uh, win the whole thing. Good luck to all the teams uh, that are participating. Jacksonville Iceman home tonight and continues to be a huge stretch. They are really playing. If they can make the playoffs and then make some noise, it would be a heck of a story because they were way back in the standings and have made a heck of a push. But these games are critical. Uh, they play tonight and tomorrow at home. So if you want to check out a game looking for something to do, uh, those games are winding down as well. The opportunities to see the Iceman play. They're playing really good hockey right now. So uh, check it out down there at the arena tonight and tomorrow. Uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp still on the road. Now, they continue to make a lot of uh, roster moves and get some uh, guys back from the bigs, uh, recalled or some rehab assignments as well, uh, just typical stuff in, in the minors. But uh, they play tonight, and you can listen to that game right here on ESPN 690. Most games all season long right here on ESPN 690. And they've been a fun listen and a fun watch so far this year at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. So that's coming up in just a little bit. So make sure you uh, tune in the Jumbo Shrimp game. Looking for something to do tonight. We will be out at the Porsche dealership tomorrow afternoon. wonder if we get to take some cars for some spins. Hmm. I have to negotiate that. But uh, we'll hit the road tomorrow on remote. Come on out to there. Say hello. Three to six. We'll be back at it on ESPN 690. NBA play-in games go tonight. I'll see you on TV, CBS 47, and Fox 30 for Coos. And Austin Lane, I'm Brent Martineau. The toast is good, Coos. Bring it home to Nicole. Quarterback worthy. Yes, very good. And, uh, by the way, peanut butter and jelly. Put the peanut butter and the jelly on the same side of the bread. Don't do what Coos does. Do what Austin and I do. Have a good night. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.